This is this is ridiculous pressure. I mean, is, I guess we did both kind of just, just have, turn to you. You have help. You guys have helpless eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're just helpless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Extremely Internet. We are an internet history podcast that explores internet culture uh, with stories we find on the internet uh i am of course your host uh the um 100 hand-blown kyle anderson uh joined uh joined uh as always by the 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 pyrex princess herself gracie (laughs) ton and and uh and the top shelf roar glass beaker bong uh, himself uh, mitch hallman You know, I, I don't know if I'd do Roar, personally. Well, Roar? Okay. I don't know another brand. Roar I, XD. <laughs> Roar XD. That's my, that's my knockoff. Uh, <laughs> that's my knockoff brand of uh, anime-themed th- pipes. Hi, guys. <laughs> this is off the rails already. Uh Hey guys. You know what, that's actually a perfect transition into our into our um, um, palate cleanser. Oh, oh, our palate uh, cleanser. Yeah, uh, you know we like to uh, start off every time, uh, most of the times, with uh, something you know short and kind of sweet. This one, honestly, because today the meat of our story is actually uh, pretty sweet. It's, oh. I, I didn't want to uh, drive myself insane this time, but I did want to throw in a, a little pinch of, you know. What, what if it's just unsettling. like he starts the main story and he's like, okay, so today we're going to talk about the panda genocide of 1324. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, I mean, like, it was the cutest genocide of all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I think there was a there's a dollop about it a koala genocide. Please don't no, cry. No, it was it was either genocide. It might have been a penguin genocide. Penguin genocide. Dude, hell yeah! That's my punk band name. But that's not what we're doing. Penguin genocide is playing Coachella this year. So, John C. Allen was uh, a roller coaster designer. Uh, he was born in 1907, lived in 1979. Most of his uh, his stuff, I guess, was between like the 60s and 70s. And so he, he, he really lived. He lived in the golden age of dangerous roller coasters. Well, he did actually. He was. He's kind of the godfather of dangerous roller coasters. See, okay, this I don't guy, think there's such thing as a safe roller coaster. At so, time. so this guy rules. Do you guys both? Are you guys both aware? I was in a roller coaster accident. No. I was in a roller coaster accident where the cart came off of the track and the, the actual cart I was in skidded like 50 feet because it was going like 30 or 40 miles per hour. And I had like plastic off of the roller coaster cart like embedded in my face. I had to go to a dermatologist and have it like <gasps> removed surgically. Uh, yeah. 
Turns out when you buy a ticket to a theme park, turns out when you when you buy a ticket to a theme park, very hard to sue them. I was literally about to say, I'm like, why aren't you rich right now? (laughs) The ticket, the ticket is kind of a contract. Because I was fucked up. Like, I had, like, fucking, like, giant, like, scabs all over me. And their first aid people were like, yeah, no, it happens with this thing. It's <laughs> shitty. What? The guy's like, yeah, I ride it all what the time. The and he showed part? me all these scraps, like, scrapes that he had. And he's like, he's like, I have a, I have a backpack that's made of Kevlar. And it, like, made a hole in that. And I'm like, why do you let people have this? <laughs> Wait, what theme park was it? It was a theme park in Colorado that I went to on a vacation. Okay. I honestly don't remember the name of it. It was like yeah, that's already bad. It was like Colorado Wilderness an NDA. No, it was like the, it's literally printed on the back of the ticket. Like, oh. it, like it just says we don't like, care. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado Wilderness. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> Can you please get out? Being covered in scabs is kind of ruining the mood for the families. <laughs> I don't know why I do remember I thought it would be a good idea to like uh, go in a hot tub to like soak after oh my god and it was like acid (laughs) what did you think it's like gills or something I don't know (laughs) I'd been through a lot that day Dude, is it like a big a, um what's the roller, the, what's the roller coaster the, used the gravity of the mountain? Like you took a ski lift up and then it used the gravity of the mountain coming down. Like it didn't have motors. So okay. uh like a group of hikers like picked me up. <laughs> and I had to like walk down half this mountain still, like don't, like all fucked up. I hate to break it to you, Kyle. That's not a real theme park. <laughs> Someone just told me who wants to took your money. But but the man by the parking lot, he said. <laughs> just put him off the ski lift. You just took a ski lift and somebody pushed you off a fucking cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and they should have finished the job. <laughs> it was weird. After the guy uh, sent me down on the roller coaster, he kept shooting at me. <laughs> he just had a like a desert eagle, and he was just. <laughs> so, I gotta say, this the roller coaster you went on sounds like something John C. Allen would be proud of. Yeah, well, that's the point I was getting at was like, I feel like the 80s were when people like, as a collective America, like kind of looked at roller coasters and was like, hey, what the fuck's going on over there? Why why are these made of wood? (laughs) You know what? I'll tell you why. John C. Allen is why they were made of wood. He was... He designed more than 25 roller coasters and made significant contributions to roller coaster technology, which is a real yeah. sentence I read. He also did, uh, uh, what's his name, George Washington's uh, teeth. Yo, no, it turns out his teeth were slaves' teeth. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, like I read that just recently. It was a whole thing where like they're like, no, his teeth weren't wooden. They were slaves' yeah. teeth. Oh my like, God. The dentures that held them were wooden, but it was like to hold slaves teeth that they like pulled out of their heads oh. like, well, you kind of cut out the, the most buck wild part of those teeth huh 
That's like what all the history books do. <laughs> yeah, if you were like, yeah, it turns out uh, he had a prosthetic arm. Like, really? Like, yeah, he did cut it off of Shaq to put it on his own body. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny to imagine one long arm. And yeah. Dude is like, yeah, I got a, it turns out I needed an arm. I got Jack's arm. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan's advancements in roller coaster technology, that phrase kept coming up, and design techniques included precise engineering, parabolic hill shapes, and aluminum cars. And then he, after he like, like really like, like really made like the the steel coaster the tops he was like people want to be fucking terrified we're going back to wood so in the 60s it's he, a mental game roller coasters are half mental bro well you want to know what, something the, the best roller coaster of all is the mind dude it's like you fucking already know this story because he was quoted as saying once uh, uh you don't need a degree in engineering to design roller coasters you need a degree in psychology a roller coaster oh, is yeah. as theatrically contrived. As- <laughs> I don't, Mitch. I'm sorry, but you saying that, uh, watching you say that, like with your mustache, and just imagine you holding a craft beer. I thought you were saying if he grew out the mustache longer, he does. Ha- he could go carnival barker too. I'd be attracting to the to the. If I were a dude, I would have a curly mustache, and I'm pissed at everyone who doesn't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let everybody, let every listener, really <laughs> truly take <laughs> that in. That so if sorry. she was a man, <laughs> she would have a curly mustache. <laughs> Her, her ideal male body is the monopoly man. It is. It would be so funny if Grace started dating just the monopoly man. She like walks in. She's like, I think he's Mister Wright. He's low key loaded. <laughs> Uh, he got uh, me out of jail. <laughs> he got me out of jail for free. Uh, he continued that quote by by calling a roller coaster as theatrically contrived as a Broadway play. Oh my god! Which, mm. And this they is both, where- they both use Idita Menzel. So there you go. <laughs> Every roller coaster I've ever been on that didn't have Idina Menzel was awful. Dog <laughs> shit. Uh, apparently, and I couldn't find where this was, uh, you know, like sourced from. But he also once said that the ultimate roller coaster is built when you send out 24 people and they all come back dead. This could be done, you know. What? 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 Yo, this man's is hot, okay? He's <laughs> something. Because, listen, listen, every other person, there's like, in Vegas, there's a, like, a roller coaster, like, theme park attraction convention. And it's really cool because, like, outside the convention center, there's just, like, all these, like, crazy fucking like theme park rides that are going to go in like random theme parks in like Hong Kong or Beijing or 
Dubai or something. Like they're crazy. Um, and I like the idea of a bunch of people like at a mixer at one of those. And they're all like, you know, have their little plates of like hors d'oeuvres and like little, little cocktails and stuff. And they're all just kind of talking. And he's like, they're all just talking about like in- innovating roller coaster tech. And then he's like, well, really? <laughs> <laughs> the best roller coaster. <laughs> it's where 24 people die. <laughs> they're like, now, what? John Allen passed away in 1979, uh, never realizing his ideal roller coaster. But this is where, uh, where, and I'm absolutely have to be pronouncing this wrong. Julianus Urbonus. <laughs> is, is this guy's name Julio Boners? <laughs> well, it's it's Julianus Urbonus. That sounds like pig Latin for Julio Boners. <laughs> Julio Boners is my next D&D character name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No. He's a Lithuanian artist, designer, researcher, engineer, and like a PhD candidate from the London Academy of Sciences and Arts. He's a bunch of stuff. He's home homies active as hell. In 2010. Well, no, no. In two thousand ten, like twenty four people with a roller coaster. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I just yeah. feel it. Like- <laughs> well, in two thousand ten, he he designed and made a scale model. It's never been made in reality, but he has made a scale model of a hypothetical steel roller coaster designed to kill its passengers. It's not that hard. Just like dump them off like a like a mountain. That well, there's just, well, it's just a normal roller coaster, and then there's just a guy with a gun at the end. Why do you need an intense design? Just kill him to the station, and then there's just a dude with a shotgun. But here's the thing: you tell the passengers that as it's like it's like clicked in, and you'd be like, "Oh, hey, by the way, at the end, there's a guy with a shotgun. You're all gonna die." <gasps> And now that's a terrifying roller coaster. You're right. <laughs> so you just that. need to know about psychology. Well, if you'll go ahead and check uh, the messages and look at the the picture that I sent, uh, this oh is a, a photo of the euthanasia coaster. <laughs> now is that a town? That is the capital of Lithuania, right? Euthanasia. <laughs> uh, Kyle, could you kind of just describe it? Yeah. Okay. So, um, what if I just took like a like a like a silly straw and just fucked its whole day up? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like uh, imagine a bar graph for like a product that's doing very well and then very turbulent. Uh, this thing goes pretty much straight up, like like Statue of Liberty. Like if you put a a a, a, a Hot Wheels track directly up and over Statue of Liberty, pretty much that steep, too, right? And then it just draped right down her uh, beautiful Liberty inspiring body. And then it kind of immediately went into uh, a series of like shrinking uh, loop de loops, um, which get like smaller and smaller, I assume, until you just like rattle like a paint can and just implode into the multiverse. You're just in a different dimension. It looks like my, um, 
my stomach when I first fall in love with someone. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I just, like, goes really high, and I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, this guy sucks. And then I, like, start to, like, hang out with them more, and then I'm, like, trying to get worse and worse and worse. And then the next thing I know, they're like, please give me my stuff back. <laughs> yeah, it just ends with you spiraling. <laughs> right? <laughs> So the concept design of the layout begins with a steep angled lift, as Kyle explained, which is meant to be uh, 1,670 feet to the top. So you start off going up there, and that takes about two minutes for the train to reach the top. And in that no, two minutes... No time for regret. <laughs> Zero time for regret. Well, that's why it's supposed to be two minutes so that any passengers that wish to get off could then do so, which... <clears throat> I feel it's like bullshit that that's not, else, that that's not, it's not even long enough to listen to any of Duran Duran's greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a pop song at most, dude. <laughs> yeah, I can, ma- I can maybe get to a bridge, but like, come on. <sighs> so once they get to the top, they drop 1,600 feet at 222 or 220 miles per hour, and then close, close to its terminal velocity before flattening out and speeding into the first of its seven slightly clothoid, clothoid, clothoid. I don't. Dude, inverse. I hate when the guy can't find the clothoid. <laughs> but basically there's seven rings that get progressively a little bit smaller in diameter this still sounds like you're describing (laughs) (laughs) and they those those Loops are designed to maintain the lethal 10G to passengers while the train loses speed. Uh, after a sharp right-hand turn, the train would enter a straight where unloading of corpses and loading of new passengers could take place. Now, it's meant to be like a painless and fun way to uh, euthanize yourself. To but a normal roller coaster is not painless. No, what are you talking about? Overdose. Also, Why you gotta the, go to a roller coaster? Yeah, wow. exists. Why do they mean painless and fun way to kill yourself? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. He, he like actually, bucks. The designer <laughs> described it as a way to take lives with elegance and euphoria. But then, That's so funny to think about the death penalty and then just put them on this giant roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this man raped and killed six, seven six, flag, six flags over capital punishment. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> He's just getting loaded onto it like against his will. The old man. The actual description, though, of how the death would occur, because he's he like took the time to like do the physics of how this would work out. And it's I got it. I got the weird that this is this guy's like this. Did you say this is his thesis? 
or something or he, no, he no, just did it for fun like a on Reddit? project he did uh, He's, he has this all on his website. He I didn't go through his other projects, but he also apparently uh, claims to have run a Soviet theme park at some point. Ah, uh, um, that's fun. So here's so he did do this then. If you ran a Soviet theme park and you I did all this you, research, you did this. I can tell you the way it uh, it killed people without you having to go into the scientific uh, too fast. <laughs> Without you having to go into the scientific. <laughs> uh, too no fast. scientific needed. Too fast. <laughs> so too the fast. euthanasia coaster would kill its passengers through prolonged cerebral hypoxia or insufficient supply of oxygen to the brain. Too fast. The rides the ride seven inversions <laughs> would inflict 10 G on its passengers for 60 seconds, causing G force related symptoms, starting with gray out through tunnel vision to blackout and eventually G force induced loss of consciousness. Subsequent inversions or another run of the coaster would serve as insurance against unintentional survival of passengers. So there's still a chance that you like get to the end of this and you're just in a car with 23 other dead people, kind of lightheaded. <laughs> and they're and just they're like, like oh, one more it again. <laughs> one more game, baby. <laughs> run that shit back. <laughs> nah, your brains would be soup, though. <laughs> No, it's I don't, never. Uh, huh. It's one of those things where it's like, maybe I'll just do like the teacups, you know? Like, maybe I'll just. <laughs> teacups of nerves. <laughs> like, there's no. Like, sure, there's no line, but it's like. No. What if there is a line? You have to get a fast pass. Okay, well, I can't kill myself until 3.15, so I guess we'll go on Mr. Frog's Wild World or whatever. I I guess I'll get this this $20 burger. Yeah, I'll eat a fucking $40 snickerdoodle and I'll go through. It's a... Well, do you? I'm not a Disney person. You can tell because I've gotten every one of these ride names. Almost an "It's a Bad World" after all. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what the word. It's small, right? It's a small world after yeah. all. I went through "It's a Small World" when I was about 11, and I was like, "This is fucking weird. <laughs> this is it. just bizarre. I love Disney. Bizarre. I'm a Disney I, bitch." It's gonna be my most, uh, my most like crowd splitting opinion, but I, 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 I don't dislike Disneyland or anything. I like I most of it. Um, it's like a fun. It's a good execution of a theme park. They keep it very clean. I'm just not like a fucking Disney. Same. Like, yeah, it's not. Disney I mean, I can only more- fuck with the ears on, but. <laughs> <laughs> We can only come when we're surrounded by Disney memorabilia. That's just from years and years of their subtle sexual undertones in their animated works, you know? (laughs) That's just how we've all been affected as a generation. That's Yeah, I don't hate Disney, but I do hate people that really love Disney or really hate Disney. Uh, Yeah, Disney being a personality is pretty bad. Yeah. He's like fighting the guards. They're just like shoving him on, like clicking him in. If if you guys would like to, I also sent you a video of 
a seemingly pretty cool YouTuber who I might check out sometime, um, who I should find the name of, uh, uh, experiencing PewDiePie. loss of consciousness. Um, his name is Tom Scott. Tom Scott on YouTube. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and read the uh, sources for today. It's Julian Ryle with South China Morning Post. <laughs> he, just, he just literally, he literally fucking nods out and then he just goes, blimey! I lost blimey. everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy fucking nods out like he's in a ketamine hole and then he comes back to reality with, blimey! <laughs> I really loved that. I want to have all life slowly drained from me with the force of gravity itself and then snap back to my fucking persona with blimey. That blimey's the thread that kept his fucking conscious mind tethered to this realm. Blimey. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh. Oh my god, continuing sources are Robert Scott with Topic Magazine via the appendix.net and Pico Iyer with Time Magazine. Oh my god. Pico oh. Iyer? I hardly know her. back, <laughs> <laughs> <Little> folks. <laughs> I just sprint through this glass window. <sighs> Yusuke Inoue was born in the summer of 1940 in Juso, part of Osaka. His father owned a small pool hall, and at the age of three, Inoue fell from the second story of the building and was unconscious for two no. weeks. He was in a bad way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, our our buddy Alan would have thought that that kid like for the second story was a pretty good roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be all right. Just a small roller coaster. Well, doctors told his parents that even if he lived, in a way, would almost certainly have brain damage. But there's this cool thing about like I there was this I don't know if it was just bad doctors or like parents in the 1940s and before that like they could be told that like oh your child will never walk and they would just be like no no that doesn't work for me and they would will it like they would will them to do my grandfather was uh uh like uh, hit by a car when he was like 12 he was uh, being pulled in his wagon by his goat he was hit by the first car. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> prevented the first car and it immediately ran over your grandfather. <laughs> he was grandfather the victim of the first hit and run. <laughs> no, dude, that goat hated your grandpa, dude. He was trying to get rid of him. <laughs> but uh, but like doctors, the doctors told my great grandmother they were like, well, you know, if if he lives, he's he's gonna be severely brain damaged, and she was just like, no. They told her he would never talk, and she was like, no, he's he's going to do that. He's <laughs> definitely going to do that. And, you know. I thought this was a bit at first. This is a real story. No, this is just well, a we, genuine we, story. We know, the That's only cool. thing we know about him, Gracie, at this point, is that he grew up and he fucked. <laughs> he fucked. <laughs> 
He talked. Otherwise, Mitch wouldn't be here if he couldn't at least throw some dick around. You know, so fuck that goat, fuck that car, fuck those doctors. I'm gonna go lay it down. You know what I'm saying, old Grandpa Holloman? So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a great man. Oh, yeah, no, and he laid pipe. It's <laughs> for fucking 140 years. You think Ralph Milton Holloman Jr. didn't lay pipe? <laughs> you think Ralph Milton Holloman Jr. didn't fuck the shit out of Dara? I don't know her middle name, Holloman. <laughs> Dara. Dara. Oh, shit. Oh, look, Dara's in the running for worst names, right? We could all agree. It's Dara's. pretty awful. It's pretty dog shit. I fuck with Dara. I fuck with Dara. It sounds like a very stupid person saying there's something. Like, Dara, Dara Bird. It's like, okay, calm down, buddy. Need help finding your way home? So, I think the stupidest name, in my opinion, is a tie between Mitch and Kyle, but that's just me. Damn, she got our ass. Got him. I, I, I freaking roasted you. Boom. Grace Rusty. Todd. That's a pretty name. It is. It's beautiful. That's what I'm saying. It's It rolls oh. off the tongue. Thank you. Gracie you and Milton Todd. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about it that doesn't roll for me. Gracie <laughs> Milton Todd. It's like a... Well, that's you didn't like add the, the third. Oh, the third. The third. Gracie Milton Todd the third sounds this like this is why I bar. want a curly mustache right now. Gracie Milton Todd the third. That'd <laughs> 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 be so cool. Oh. Um. So, uh, while he was in a coma, a Buddhist priest was summoned to bless him, and as a part of the ceremony, the priest changed his first name from Yusuke to Daisuke. And I guess the parents were just like, okay. Yusuke? I'm into (laughs) rebranding. I'm kind of like, people call me like a hustler, young entrepreneur. The the priest thing is kind of a day job gig. Um, I think what your kid really needs here is a rebranding because like Yusuke, like, uh, I don't know. He's like in a coma, not the best, but like Dosuke, not in a coma. Good son again. It's better branding just like from a from a global level. It apparently uh, the I don't know if it's just the the prefix that he changed or the like the change combined with the new name but it, it translates to big help big, big help. help yeah big help huge <laughs> <laughs> and against the odds Inoue survived and had no lasting effects from his brush with death hell yeah that's our boy big help <laughs> After Osaka became a target during World War II, his family moved to the rural town of Ikoma. Ikoma? The pool no, hall. No, no, no. He was out of the coma. <laughs> I was about to say, they worked so hard to get him out of one, and then they moved back to one? God. I always wanted to be in a coma. Is that weird? Well, hey, yeah. also, like, good, 
hey, good call on them, though. Like, they were hella right to get out of there. Yeah, really. <laughs> good. Hey, good move. Big Very help. Smart. Big help. Yeah, big help. <laughs> Huge. The pool hall that Daisuke's father operated was destroyed, and when they moved back to Osaka in 1946, his father tried to make a living uh, selling candy and peanuts on a blanket laid out on the street. He just truly became a street vendor vendor for a while, but he was able uh, to save up enough money to open a restaurant serving okonomiyaki. It's a food that I've, I've looked at a photo of, and in separate articles have seen described as either a pancake-like treat or a <gasps> uh, savory pizza. I've had it. Okay. Savory okay. pizza. I had it in, <clears throat> when I was in Japan. <laughs> Wait, Grace, yeah. why were you, where, you went to Japan? Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I'm kind of a world traveler. Like a lot of people look up to me. Whoa, that's so cool. It's your world traveler. Uh, What other countries have you been to? Uh, I've been to Switzerland. I've been to Italy. I've been to Bermuda. And I have um, also, where else have I been? Um, I've been. Have you been through the Bermuda Triangle? Um, not yet, but I do plan on dying there. So thank you. It's <laughs> a really great roller coaster. It's a really <laughs> great. Technically, that's the only good roller coaster if you go by <laughs> his ranking system. The Bermuda Triangle is the only consistently good roller coaster in his in his summation. Uh, now Daisuke had no intention of following in his father's footsteps. Uh, and soon developed an interest in music. Uh, in his <gasps> first few weeks at junior high school, he he fell in love with the brass band, and and he really wanted to play. He didn't know how to play an instrument or or read sheet music, but they let him play the drum. Not like the drums, they let him play a drum. <laughs> <laughs> Me when I try to do something with my friends, <laughs> like yeah, just hold this. <laughs> That's so sad. He's like, he's like watching all these kids like jam with their horns, like full, like fucking like jazz jam session. He's like, God, I want to do that. And they're like, yeah, okay. Here's one drum in another room. (laughs) No, kid, you're playing the outside drum. What? Outside drum. Yeah, it's a drum in the parking lot. It's important. So because they just stuck him on a drum and seemingly like never let him not be on a drum, he never learned to read sheet music uh, like ever in his life. <laughs> would, dr- would drum sheet music just be like the same note over and over? <laughs> like tabs for a drum would just be all one you know there are drum tabs is the thing and i don't understand how to read them but like there are on ultimate guitar there are some songs that have drum tabs like the same way you would read guitar tabs it's yeah that's wild but for daisuke yes it would have just been the same fucking note because he just had to learn like when it was his cue he he, like he didn't even have like the triangle where he could like at least like you know like like get the triangle players always down on him (laughs) they didn't even give him the setup for a rim shot he can only do the (laughs) ba-dum (laughs) 
He couldn't do the. No, <laughs> uh, he only had one thing. He can just bum 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 bum. <laughs> but uh, one day in high school, a, a girl heard him practicing his uh, drum. This <laughs> one drum. <laughs> she hears just bum bum. And she's like, he's amazing. (laughs) She's like, his metronome like rhythm. Now, I don't know if at this point he had a couple drums or what. The only photos I've seen of him are like at earliest in his 20s. And he had like a full like, you know, like a drum set, like what you'd imagine, like a rock band uh-huh. drum set at that yeah. point. But in high school, I don't know what. Wait, do you mean a rock it. band drum set or do you mean like a drum set from the video game rock band? It was like 19 fucking 50, Kyle. You know, I meant the video game rock band. 1950 was when those weren't just in every thrift store ever. They were actually <laughs> any person that paid full price for a rock band set. You're you're bad with money because they there is not a thrift store in the world that does not have a rock band drum set. <laughs> fuck so a girl heard him practicing and mentioned that her brother was looking for a drummer for his band which played at a local dance hall or apparently called local dance halls Uh, in a way loved the idea of this he was like fuck yeah so he quickly learned uh, some dance numbers primarily waltz and mambo tunes and quickly learned three other drums and headed out (laughs) I'm so interested Interested to see where him being in a coma comes into the story. Like, yeah, dude. He controls drums with his mind. It's an anime. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You just know, a f- I don't 15 think evil horns. <laughs> you just wanted us to know he was in a coma at one point. I feel well, that. His, uh, a, a Buddhist priest decided his name was different. And his family went with it. I thought that was That is pretty funny. Yeah, well, if you had a son named Tom, and then the, he got, like, sick, and a priest was like, well, I prayed over him. Uh, I changed his name to Dan. I just think it's going to go better for him. I just, I just don't think it matches. <laughs> I think I was, and, like, I, granted, I haven't been around him when he's, like, conscious, but he's more of a Dan to me. <laughs> Uh, so he he got the gig and he was playing with with these bands in the local dance halls but uh, part-time jobs or I guess jobs at all were banned by Japanese schools what did I just miss what was I I was reading and you guys did a thing Chrissy spilled herself and I totally saw her and I just wanted to let her know that I, I was saw her. Away and I was like, damn, what's that smell? And I was like, is that me? And then it, it wasn't, by the way. I smell beautiful. But I just had to check. So <laughs> 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 you got in the pit check, okay? I thought, you know what I thought? I thought this is a podcast, so no one has to know unless someone were to rat me out. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying to, but then Mitch was worried we were making jokes about his mustache or something. So 
we got self-conscious. We got self-conscious about the mustache. <laughs> Do you know that I, I, and now I might have to not out of pride is that I've been plotting to shave it over the next couple days because I just don't love it. But um, make it curly. Now I can't let it seem like it was because of this. <laughs> I, I say, I say, keep it go goatee. Because then you'll look like Mitch from an evil dimension who's out for revenge about what we said about the mustache. It's me, evil Mitch. Evil Mitch and Emma's the same? (laughs) Emma doesn't need to change at all. Oh, I thought she, I thought she had the same mustache and goatee. Uh Oh, Oh, no, no, that's also. I actually, I might like that more. Uh, dude, I swear to me, mustache humor is the funniest thing in the world. I don't know why, but every time I see a mustache, I be doing mustache humor quarterly. I be giggling. The only magazine we advertise in is mustache humor. Uh, I would, but yeah. I would shave it for later. <laughs> It sucks that college humor got taken off uh, <laughs> offline, but at least mustache humor is still active. I'm sorry, but there's nothing funnier than like in a show, someone being like, someone being like, uh, uh, "Hey, do you know where John is?" And him being like, "No, I have no idea." And he turns around and puts a mustache on, and he's like, "Hey, it's me, John." <laughs> really? Two or three. She's convulsing with laughter. You've listed two to three different mustache-based jokes that are all seemingly the tops for you. So you really do. Like, we made fun of it, but your initial thing was very accurate. You love mustache humor. I do. I love it so much. (laughs) I have, okay, I don't know if y'all know this about me. I have like 20 really high-priced fake mustaches at my home. Because they make me laugh. What is high-priced? What is high-priced for a fake mustache? I got it from an Etsy where this guy makes them personal. S4. She has 20 high-priced mustaches. If each one is ten dollars, she can flip those. Colors <laughs> and shapes, high priced, and I have a few eyebrows. She keeps them on the inside of a coat and like tries to sell them to people. <laughs> Come peruse my wares. <sighs> Oh my god! So part-time <laughs> jobs, not okay for for school kids in Japan. Uh, yeah, you're not allowed. You can't it's still it's job. still uh, it's still a no-no. I guess it like happens. I don't know, like working in like your parents' shop or some shit. But like mm-hmm. back then, it was like fucking no. Wait, um, really? Yeah, I guess so. So he had to keep it secret. Um, and the way in Montana. <laughs> the way he kept this You're in a coma around front. <laughs> well, he uh, he grew his hair out two or three centimeters longer than the other kids. <laughs> uh, fucking rebel. Yeah, right. What a uh, cool well, drummer. 
cool yeah. long haired drummer. Because I guess like if you were seen like <laughs> out, will be attracted to him. Keep going. If he was seen out at night drumming and he had like a crew cut, then people would be like, "Oh, that's a school child." Um, oh. <laughs> So it's like growing a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. It's like it's a forest. Um so uh he apparently uh, this like in school this made every like his reputation took a beating. I don't know. He didn't Mention if it was among his classmates or his teachers, but he was referred to as like generally a rebellious spirit. Look at this fuck with his two centimeter long hair. (laughs) (laughs) Piece of shit. Good for him. By his second year. He wanted to be a trumpet nerd. Y'all made him this way. Yeah, true. By putting him on the fucking one drum. He's that he's that meme with Bugs Bunny where he's clutching the gun and it's like from the side and it's like, Lord, you know I tried to <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> Bugs Bunny gun <laughs> meme. So Oh yeah, there it is. Gangster Bugs Bunny gun meme. <laughs> By his second year of high school, his drumming had improved, and he was asked to play at a cabaret almost every night of the week. Um, he, How's he hiding that from his parents? Every night of the week? Yeah, I don't know that his parents mind it so much. It's I just don't, everyone else? Yeah, it's more a societal pressure, because his parents seem to be... <laughs> I think his parents are kind of just grateful that he's like not dead and functioning. Like he's like, they're like, yeah, he's going out. (laughs) He was supposed to be dead. He's Daisuke. One of my, one of my friends in high school, he had like a near death thing when he was like seven or eight, like medical condition that he like recovered from. But like his parents let him get away with everything because of like which i get like you're just you're very happy to just like have your child you know what i mean but like he literally would like do buck wild shit (laughs) he he had a basement where he (laughs) we made a hole in the wall one time with this golf club this is a bad lead in yeah and then he was like well because the hole kept getting bigger we kept accidentally making the hole bigger how and there was a point there was a point where he was like, well, if I just tear off all the drywall on this wall, I could convince my parents that like they forgot to have it renovated or something. I don't know what his goal was, but so he took everything off this wall and they were just like, uh, it's okay. <laughs> like, he got away with everything. What was the hole there for in the first place? Fucking. We made it when we were playing with a golf club by accident. Fucking. Fucking. The golf club. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Okay. Consensual um, sex with the wall. No, he says. <laughs> uh, he, <coughs> he had no absences in all three years of high school, but he did sleep a lot through class. Okay, fucking nerd. Um. After high school, he worked for a securities company for eight months. 
Um, but he never felt he fit in because he, you know, he had like shoulder length hair at this point and uh, he wore like floral shirts and bell bottom jean pants and he worked in an office in like the 60s. Okay. <laughs> this guy is so cool. He's pretty dope. Um, so after working at the securities company for eight months, he decided to tell his parents that he wanted to leave home and go on the road with his band. And to his surprise, his father wished him luck. Like had no objections. His father, uh, the quote was go and good luck. So his parents seem so supportive. Um, now, he had a really great time for nine years on the road. But partying and playing every night left him virtually penniless. Oh, my God, I can't stop coughing. <coughs> and how many of these memes are you going to send, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> so they're not fantastic anymore? Jesus <laughs> Lord, forgive me. It's time to go back to the old me. He's <laughs> just holding the pistol. It's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, so he's broke? Uh, yeah, he, he goes out on the road for nine years. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, for nine years, he's playing with his band every night, and every night they go out partying and drinking afterwards. They spend all their cash advances on more drinking and partying and, like, travel, I guess. Um, and also, I it's according to one thing he says, I think he was grifted by the older musicians. Like That makes sense. It's kind of the same shit that happened in junior high, but instead of, like, being given one drum, he was told that... Uh, uh, you have to put in the time to earn the real money. So the older musicians always just take 50% and leave whatever is like, left to however many uh, other people there are. What, like a bringer show? Yeah, kind of, I guess. You got to put in the time totally and the, the people. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now... He did this for nine years, and then one night, he had a revelation. He realized that no matter how much he practiced, he could never be as good as someone with God-given talent. He was always like really self-conscious about his playing ability, and I presumably his inability to read music. Um, right, right. Uh, so, like, eventually, he was just like, "Damn, like I'll never be the best at this." So, there's kind of no point. Um. So he returned home at the age of 28 and started performing in drinking places uh, called, and this cannot be right, Snacks. I'm sure it's right. It sounds right. It's called Snacks? I mean, that sounds, I'd go drink in a place called Snacks. Well, right? no, they're like, it's the nickname for the, the type of drinking place. Uh, oh. What's it, how's it spelled? I'm going to wait until you guys are done with your memes. <laughs> I am literally watching two fucking children zone out in the middle of a story and 
You know, it's, you know it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to be a part of the group chat that's ignoring you. <laughs> That last one's pretty good. <laughs> uh, okay. Shit, nigga, suck. <laughs> All right, we're back. ADHD, you don't define me. Go on. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. I'm back to the old me. Sorry, <laughs> bitch. oh so he returns home at 28 broke i think he lived with his parents for a little bit he starts playing in bars now because the way these bars worked it was the early 60s or maybe mid to late 60s but uh Drums weren't really an instrument that had a place in these bars. What people like to do is businessmen liked to go after work and uh, get shit-faced and sing along to whoever was playing. Uh, So Daisuke had to learn a different instrument. He started practicing the keyboard until he could play 300 songs. Every week he would learn new songs and try to remember the old ones. Um, this took him 28 minutes to do. <laughs> well, it's actually, he has a really cute quote about it that I wanted to keep in. Um, he talks about how, because he, he would practice new songs every week and then try to learn new ones while remembering the old ones. And he had a lot of trouble. So he said, uh, uh, my brain's computer was made in 1940, so there was only so much that it could handle. Aww. <laughs> That's very cute. Um, but, I uh, while performing, he would occasionally forget some of the old songs or mix them with the new ones or play something totally different than what had been requested by customers. And he had a generally slow-paced style because he was kind of trying to remember shit as he was doing it. They're like, they're like, we did not ask for this. He's like, da 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 on one single drum and a keyboard. It's like it's like a bride walking down the aisle. They're like, no, 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 stop. He just said that. Stop. So sad. No, no, stop. Well, because in this reality, when that song plays, you can only think about the horrifying TV ad where an old man got murdered on live TV. (laughs) As he tried to cling to life, as he's just being circled around, just going, Blimey! All the little, all the, all the little. It's a sad world. (laughs) Now, one of his customers, uh, like at this, uh, at the one of the bars that he played at, he might have only played at one bar. I don't know. Snacks. What if it was just a bar called Snacks? <laughs> That's what I was saying. I would go to a bar called I'd, Snacks. I'd never considered that. I just, I, the whole time I, I was like, God, so it was just like a whole like a type of place. They were like, yeah, let's go to a snack. I, 
Let's go to the okay. snacks. So, uh, one of these, uh, the people who attended this bar, uh, he was a president of a small steel company, and he really, really loved Inouye's slow uh, style of playing because he wasn't that great of a singer. So, it was like really easy for him to follow along and uh, uh, like fucking belt it out. So, he asked Daisuke to play for him on an overnight trip to a hot springs resort. He was meeting business clients in another town and knew that they would all end up at a drinking place and that he would end up being called on to sing. Now, Daisuke couldn't go with the man, but he offered to uh, tape record his playing and give it to the man. And uh, he did. (laughs) And the dude fucking loved it it went great his friends the, the the his business clients loved his singing he had a great time and it gave daisuke an idea what if everybody could do this oh <gasps> he's the creator of rock band <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do what? Like listen to recorded music or like... Or like, play over it? Wait, is he creating karaoke? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> He's fucking making karaoke. God <laughs> yeah. damn, that's sick as fuck. <laughs> that's crazy. Damn, from so- coma to karaoke, the story <laughs> of Dasuki. Real quick, what's y'all's karaoke song? Go. Bye bye bye. Nice. Um, um, bad romance or, or tiny dancer. Tiny dancer. I will belt. Oh yeah. but it's but it's six minutes, and you have to realize that there's a lot of <laughs> six minutes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of uh, PM-only way. Just want to go home. Everybody's super into Tiny Dancer the first three minutes of the song, <laughs> but the last half of Tiny Dancer is where it gets really like everyone's over it, and you have to be like, Look so clear, standing here, we're going there. Wait, six <laughs> like, minutes? That's like three death roller coasters, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, what was yours? I missed it. I didn't know. I panicked and said bad romance. I don't I don't think I even know all of it, but I could like hit the fucking core as hard as fuck. Hell yeah. Sorry, I just had to ask, okay, go on. I'd what, probably black out though. I would I would enter into G Force uh, loss of consciousness. <laughs> Blimey! Got a bad romance. Find the uh, uh what's up for non-blondes. So That's while we're in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but me singing it with a mustache, imagine. <laughs> Do you keep forcing people in the crowd to put on other ones that you brought in like a in like a bag? <laughs> like, no. These are high priced. I have a wet bag of high-priced mustaches. Did you say a wet bag? <laughs> You're like forcing people to reach into this wet bag. I've seen you do it. And put on these mustaches. You have a taser, so they're gonna. It's wet from my tears. <laughs> it's wet from my tears and Diet Mountain Dew. Got a wet-ass mustache. 
<laughs> so a member of his band introduced him to a friend who owned an electronic shop. And Daisuke explained his vision, which was putting together an amplifier, a microphone, a coin-operated box, and an eight-track stereo. He just wanted all those things put together. And the dude was like, got you. <laughs> uh, it cost around $425 per unit. Um, Wait, this is in Japan, right? Yeah. Is that this why is, is karaoke that, so big in Japan? It's like huge there. It's like two PS4s. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy a PS4. I can do that. <laughs> Okay, so after he got the machine made, the next step was to record the songs, you know, uh, the karaoke versions. Do you remember when karaoke versions were like straight up just like, like it didn't sound anything like the song. Yeah. It was just like yeah, a it was fucking like a shitty. Some guy in a room did this on a Casio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Daisuke's band that he worked with was the first to record the music, but early on, in his own words, they fired him from playing because he couldn't keep time. Uh, and he well, produ- was he on one drum or four? Because that's gonna fuck him up if he's on four. <laughs> uh, he produced and mixed the three hundred songs that they recorded that year. Holy shit! Uh, after that, they would record eight new songs every month. Uh, he took. What's oh, the first ever t- karaoke song? You know what? I don't know. Bad romance. I'm gonna look it up. Keep going. Um, also, the machine was called the Juke Eight. The Juke Eight. That's why it's a Juke. No, wait, that's stupid. The Juke. <laughs> ju- its name was the Juke Eight. Like J U K E, like a jukebox, and uh, then eight, like the number eight. Yeah. Juke 8. So he took 10 of them to uh, acquaintances clubs. That's 80 jukes. (laughs) Gotta be careful moving around that many juke, that much juke. (laughs) 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 It's it's 80 jukes. Um, So he took them to 10 different bars and asked if he could put them there and all 10 agreed. After a week, he went to check on the machines to find that there was no money in any of them. Uh, Convinced that it just needed the right spark, he asked a female employee to act as a decoy and go around to a few of the clubs and sing a song or two on each Juke 8. Yeah, because people are probably like, I don't know what this is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what karaoke is yet. It's not invented yet. The number one karaoke song ever is Before He Cheats, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> yeah, that's the number one. <laughs> like, that's oh, not the first one. And I know, it's number one. On every wall, though. Oh. Before He Cheats, Because I did my key. That and uh, Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock's Pitcher. Okay. But I can't find the first one. Sorry. The machines were set up to play uh, five minutes per 100 yen, which is about 35 cents. Um, 
the average song was three minutes. So in order to finish your second song, you got to put in another 100 yen coin. Kyle, that's 200 yen coins for your song. I can't stop laughing. I have the fifth minute of your song. <laughs> when everyone's like, all your friends are like trying to be nice, but they've moved on. They're kind of drinking. <laughs> and that's you're desperately tiny searching your pockets trying to find the other coin. Everyone loves Tiny Dancer for two minutes and 45 seconds. Then you're ready for it to end. And it even does like the. I just see like all your friends going away, but Gina looking at you, like trying to give you the support and love. I swear, where it is, is. When it's like, uh, yeah, it's the second, it's the fact that it repeats that final chorus like four times. It just doesn't give a fuck, dude. That song is so long. It's so good, but so long. Six minutes, 16 seconds. That's crazy. Um, Blue Jean, baby. LA lady. Sneeze just for the band. This is the last chorus. One more chorus, guys. Here we go. Pirate smile. (laughs) I don't know why, but so funny to imagine you and Bell Bottoms doing it. Oh, I want you to wear Bell Bottoms. You made me a music man. I kicked my Bell Bottoms up super high. Mitchell in the background playing one single drum. Yeah, you have one drum. Uh. <laughs> Gracie's our manager staring for the, the, the wings, just stroking her mustache. <laughs> in a pantsuit. Yeah. Uh. So after uh, his having somebody go out and use it in front of people, um, people went ape shit for it. Like people fucking loved it. I, I mean, it's, it's like one of those things that you don't, it's so ingrained in life, but like, it's like discovering fire. I feel (laughs) like it's not, it's it's the equivalent of it is, it's, it's, it's the bar entertainment equivalent of discovering fire. That's true. <laughs> that might be dark. For entertainment, it, it's, it's peanuts. I know it's not entertainment, but peanuts on the bar. That's, that's, that's the, fire. that's the fire. And from oh, this yeah. then, because no, here's the thing. Peanuts on the bar is indoor plumbing. Peanuts if we're going by social advancements. Because <laughs> it's like, you it must be there. <laughs> I do not trust this establishment. True, true. Um, so yeah, people loved it. And uh, after about a year, the Juke 8 had found a place in 200 drinking establishments in Kobe. Uh, then something big happened. Two club owners from Kobe decided they wanted to open clubs in Osaka. And they took the Juke 8 with them. Within a year... No. Daisuke was sending machines all over Japan. He made 25,000 units. 
<laughs> and uh, oh god, did, where did I save that photo? Oh, lovely. Here, I'm gonna send you a photo of the uh, the first Juke Eight. This was the original. <laughs> I just saw that meme again with Patrick with the Finnegan suck. I can't. <laughs> oh you. shit! The Juke Eight looks cool. Yeah, this looks dope. Uh, and I don't have a picture, but after. So that was only what the first 11 looked like. After that, they were all pure white and looked like video arcade games, apparently. And that the little booklet there is what you would read the, I think, the song lyrics out of, too. If you needed, if you, like, didn't know all the words, it had those printed sense. in it. Um, as money started to come in somewhere around the fourth year, uh, Daisuke hired a real band of roughly 20 musicians and rented a recording studio with professional sound and recording capabilities. Cool. So he was, he was like making all of the, all of the music for it. I'm like, not personally, but he was producing all of the music for karaoke. Um, and so it cool. first came out in 1971. That was when like they first premiered it. So now we're up to like. No, it's still not called karaoke yet, is it? Uh, I think it is, and I'm gonna. That's like actually one of the next things that we're gonna talk about. Um, when uh, when he first made the Juke Eight, uh, his brother-in-law suggested that he take out a patent, but he didn't really think anything would come of it, and he also didn't think he could because he didn't sure. feel that he invented anything. He went right, and he asked somebody else to out. put together existing technologies. Like all of those things existed. They just weren't all fucking in the same case together, yeah. you know? Um, and they were all patented. So he didn't think that like just reconfiguring them gave him a right to a patent for it. And the term karaoke uh, was not his own invention. Uh, it comes from uh, in a weird, like, 1952 Japan story. Uh, a theatrical troupe in Osaka performed every night to a live orchestra, but then one day the orchestra went on strike, and so uh, the instead of giving in to the demands of the orchestra strike, the company hired Matsuda Electronics and had them bring in a machine that could play orchestra music on a large scale. Uh it's said that someone from Matsuda looked into the pit and said, the music is playing, but the orchestra pit is empty. The phrase empty orchestra is karaoke sutura in Japanese, which is shortened to form the word karaoke. Well, originally it was called uh, Namaroki. Then it went, it, it was in a coma and a priest renamed it. <laughs> Karaoke. <laughs> um. So, you know, he made so did he get money, money, from- money. Not from. I. I think he got the money from the Juke Eights that he owned. Like the actual, like you know, like a soda machine vendor goes around and collects their their coins. Um. And he seemingly got money from producing the music for it because he for a while was the only one to make it it seemed like unless there was other people bootlegging it um right right but uh then one day uh cds came out ah 
and uh, he no longer manufactured the machines. So he started, uh, he just describes it as a related trading company that started making $100 million a year in sales. Okay. Now, what is that? He's selling kits now? What is he doing? (laughs) How do you jump like that? It's like, yeah, well, I was collecting quarters in the juke aches, and then I saw another company that makes $100 million. So I don't really need to. But the juke aches are cool. Uh, It's like, wait, do you... Are you? Did you profit off the panda genocide? What happened here? <laughs> yeah, no. I it it seems like. Uh, let's see. Does he? Uh, yeah, no. He he pretty much just like produced the music. I think he's why karaoke music was so shitty for so long. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> I honestly, and I'm now that I'm thinking about it based on the timeline where he leaves the karaoke music industry is where the music started getting better from what I remember. Um, 90s. Oh no. Uh, like, I think it was like, I think it was like 2004 or 2005. That's about when karaoke music. Yeah. Cause I remember I my huh. I really liked karaoke as a kid, and specifically my mom really liked karaoke. I don't know yeah, that I liked kar- karaoke. There was a karaoke my bar mom- that my parents used to like to go to when I was younger. Well, there was a, a karaoke store that my mom used to go to. Store. It's there are literally stores devoted. I don't know if they still exist, but there were karaoke stores. They only sold machines and music for karaoke machines. I think you had to be like licensed for it. I think they kept the shit under lock and key. Um so soon enough, mail service and telephone lines were used for distribution and songs were sent directly to companies or drinking places. Um there was no need to visit people or reach out. So he just sat back and did nothing and made half a million dollars a year. In Japan, they have this, um, they, it's weird. They're like, almost like a Frankie's, but it's just karaoke. And like all these people will like stay in lines to be like with their coworkers and friends and go into a room that's dedicated only to karaoke. I've seen that. It's like a little rare than like the. They'll come in and like bring you guys alcohol or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. We wait in line. You can, like, just see- party with like in like a little room with your friends. Yeah, we waited like in that. line to like see what it was, and then I didn't want to do it just my parents because I'd be weird. But like, <laughs> but it was really cool. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, that'd be like really fun to do with my friends. I, I would like to do that better than just hang out in a big crowded bar. I, yeah, I'm the same way. I feel that. And you could social distance in there, kind of. Right? You each get one karaoke room. Yeah. <laughs> you do one bar, I do the next. I love that. That's the how the name karaoke was created in kind of like a, a big, a big like scam slash like. Because uh, I love that the people weren't told. Like the people weren't like, oh, we're going to go see a machine perform. How, how interesting. <laughs> and creative. They were like bamboozled. They're like, hey, wait. <laughs> hey <laughs> like there's i love the one guy who points out something like that well <laughs> the one guy's like there's no there's no. <laughs> but that guy worked for the company that brought the machine <laughs> oh which is he did it like i think during the performance 
Oh, interesting. He brought the machine and then freaked out at his own creation. Sidebar. No, it ate the orchestra. It's absorbing their power. We have to run. Sidebar. We must, we uh, must call Ultraman. Saying the word bamboozled with a mustache makes it 10 times more powerful. I'm sorry. Bamboozled. Um, I... I also like that it was over like a a union dispute. Like all the cellists are like, "This is bullshit." We can't. Do you know we work in a pit? The one drummer's like willing to cross the picket line. Yeah. I I love the idea of a um of like a picket line that is comprised all of like orga- an orchestra because their their chanting can be beautiful. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, have you guys ever seen any pictures of like the big Disney strike from like the the fifties? Uh uh-uh. uh So they they all the artists and cartoonists went on strike. So they're the best Disney artists in the world. So all of the all of like the picket signs are like oh, beautiful Donald duck like cussing you out like they're all like all the disney characters because it's the people who drew them <laughs> That's so, so cool. it's like they're really funny it, they're a bunch of them like you know it's like goofy it's the whole gang but um i like the idea of like a picket line just harmonizing and beautiful fucking <laughs> succession <laughs> being perfectly on beat as they as they slap against a home depot fucking bucket Jesus. That's what picket lines are like. Yeah. It's a Home Depot bucket. There's not a Home Depot bucket. There's not a picket line. Am I right? That's what my grandpa always said. Um, so he, uh, he was just making passive money and he got super depressed. He, he, you know, he loved, he loved the drum. <laughs> He got into this for the drum. And now he's just sitting back, earning money. He doesn't even know what to do with. He sank into a deep depression and didn't want to do anything, see anyone or talk to anyone, and then eventually just handed his company over to his brother, made him the president, and walked away. Uh, He credits his dog... Don Bay with bringing him out of his depression that lasted a couple of years. And when he was finally ready to do something again, one of the first things he did was to buy a defunct golf course and build. Don Don Bay uh, sounds like a very good boy. He does. He he built a nursing home for elderly dogs, complete with a dog training center. No. He called what it, a cutie. I, I'm pretty sure this is what he called a uh, cradle to grave training. Okay. Well, he maybe made it a little scary. <laughs> cradle to grave, wait, cradle to grave training? Isn't that what uh what Drake did with Millie Bobby Brown? Say <laughs> 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 like, cradle to grave sounds like the name of one of these roller coasters. Cradle to grave. <laughs> Uh, and he was quoted as saying, uh, I want Nishinomiya or Hyogo Prefecture to become the first part of Japan where no stray or unwanted dogs are put to sleep every year. 
I love him so much. This is how this I will so repay cool. Don Bay for curing me of my depression. Aww. Dude, I love... Okay, one of the best things about Japanese people is how they... They're like them in relation to a life debt. Yeah, uh, yeah. They will Jesus carry Mark. out. A, they will carry out a life debt like no one else. Like Don Bay didn't ask for this. That's so fucking cool. I love this. This guy is great. He made um, karaoke and then he fucking fixed every dog in Japan. That's badass. Yeah, now, that's like two very wholesome things. This is, this is the most wholesome. What a wholesome fucking. This is r slash wholesome, you guys. This is it. Uh, in 1999, Time Magazine named him among. And it's, it's backhanded, but when he spoke about it, he like took it with great stride. They named him among the top 20 Asians of the 20th century. Uh, okay. Uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And they put him alongside right. uh Gandhi, but he like he loved that. He thought that was like he was like, dude, Gandhi, he stands for peace. That's sick. And when he talked about it, he didn't say uh that he was uh named one of the top twenty Asians of the twentieth century. He said I was named one of the top twenty most influential people. There you uh, go. So he's like, nah, fuck y'all. I <laughs> Yeah. He got it. I mean, I would say he's more influential for the karaoke stuff, but I'd say he's he's closer to to the Dalai Lama for the dog stuff. Um, and I I had to include this in here because I, I feel like I remember you telling me like a story about this character one time, Kyle. It's his it's a it feels wildly offensive, but in the nineteen ninety nine Time article by Pico Iyer, uh, uh, Daisuke is referred to as an Eastern Walter Mitty, and I don't, I don't think that even uh, relates to the who he is as a person. <laughs> I don't think it's even correct. On top of being potentially offensive, I don't think it's well, even right. I like how the original Walter Mitty was just like, hey, what if a white guy was interesting? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the thesis. <laughs> That's like, oh, hey, don't worry. It's all a dream. <laughs> He's actually quite boring. I don't even know what Walter Mitty is. Well, it, it was a, there was a movie, Secret Life of Walter Mitty with Ben Stiller that was made a few years ago, um, maybe like 10 years ago at this point, but uh, it was based on like a show from like the, the 60s called, the I believe also The Secret Life of Walter Mitty that like my grandpa knew about, mm-hmm. but it was like a guy who would like read these little stories and he would daydream and like daydream himself into the stories. Oh, that's cool. And him like interacting it at all and the movie is kind of like that but in a more like actually it was short stories from the new yorker in the 1930s oh there you go (laughs) further back but it was a tv show i remember seeing the old tv show film and like in the 1940s there's a fair amount of shit for it yeah it was like a property but it was basically i believe the the consensus was like he would read from a little book and he would be like, what if I was the, the interesting man in these, <laughs> these stories? 
<laughs> what if it was all Walter Mitty? Um, I do have to say, Walter Mitty is the whitest name I've heard in my entire life. Walter Milton Mitty. <laughs> Walter Milton. Uh, the next uh, personal highlight for him was being nominated for something called the Ig Nobel uh, Peace Prize. Uh, it's it's presented at Harvard, uh, but it's like it's a facetious award that's given to uh, scientific discoveries that make you laugh first and then think. And it's delivered by actual Nobel laureates. And Fuck this! Someone this, is like, this, this is like a fucking dinner for schmucks at Harvard. What is this? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> They make you laugh, think, and feel. I like, like how everything he gets is the most, literally the most backhanded, like... He, he's up for an award with, like, the guy who invented the skip it. <laughs> <laughs> now, people who've won, at least one person who's won the Ig Nobel Peace Prize went on to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, But, uh... Yeah, but did that person accept this piece of shit in person? I yeah, they it. did. They, they loved it. They, yeah, people like this. Um, That's like the, um, like this. isn't there a Hollywood thing that like they vote like the least favorite? It's the, the Razzies. The Razzies. Yeah. That's like the Razzies. Yeah, I'm it's a, a little more prestigious than the Razzies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Razzies, but with a monocle. I get it. I will say this I, though: he was told that. Uh, if he exceeded his time limit on his speech, he would be booed off stage and paper airplanes would be thrown in his direction. <laughs> That's, I guess, if you, do go over time, stage. If, you, if you do go over time, this is Harvard. We do have snipers. <laughs> we will strap you into a roller coaster and uh, you'll come back dead with 24 other passengers. We don't have the cure for cancer, but we do have a death coaster. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's it entirely theoretical, but we did build it. And that's yeah, what it's theoretical until you guys get on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now he uh, he because he doesn't speak English, but his his wife does, so she helped him like read this first, and then for his speech because he he went to to accept it. I. Uh, uh, he hired uh, uh, an English translator, I think a writer he had worked with, actually. Um, and they worked on his speech, and the writer did him so dirty. Uh, he helped him write uh, what uh, what Daisuke is very proud of and refers to as his first American joke. Or his first <gasps> English joke. joke. All right, let's hear this. Um, this is a fucking zinger. Okay, well, see, because Daisuke always wears his hair, hair in a ponytail. In fact, I uh-huh. you guys need to see Daisuke right now. This yeah, movie. I do need you to see You can't see his ponytail, but he's lovely. Is he still alive? He is. He's 80 years old. Dude, you could hug the guy who made karaoke. That's so cool. <laughs> Oh, dude, he rips. He looks oh, so ugly. He's so stylish. Dude, dude he's r slash wholesome, bro. Bro, if I love not, him. If you're not right now, go online and look up a picture of him where he's holding the juke in the in the orange coat. He rips, dude. I want to hang out with this. I want to sit karaoke with this motherfucker. I love yeah. him. His style my is so cool. I'm my drum boy. Fucking drum king. I love this guy. <laughs> So he always has his hair in a ponytail. His first 
his first joke, he comes on stage and he says, uh, and this is like 2005, which is important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit. <laughs> he is his, he's in blackface. Go on. He walks on stage. He's like, what's the deal with these bitches? You know what I'm saying, y'all? <laughs> Just hey, my wife. Here. No, seriously. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> so his, his joke was, I am the last samurai, but Tom Cruise cannot come tonight. <laughs> okay. You know what? Okay, heard, yeah. The idea behind it, it was good. We need a little better execution. I've heard open micers say worse. <laughs> As our opening line. Uh, in 2005, that was a timely joke. You know, that's right? like walking out on stage, being very sweaty and being like, sorry, I just walked out of a wet ass pussy or something. Like, <laughs> that's like timely. <laughs> it's really timely right now. Oh, God. <laughs> His ponytail's just dripping. <laughs> just <laughs> dripping. But you know karaoke's gotta get you hella puss. Um, <laughs> now, he had also prepared a song with because he's, uh, and his, the writer told, like, promised him that he was like, Americans will love this song. <laughs> <laughs> they'll They'll love it. Um, What's the song? <laughs> um, no, I promise you, Americans will love this on the fifth minute of Tiny Dancer. <laughs> He's like, I feel like I'm losing them. Um, but uh. So it was, uh, I want to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Um, <laughs> and uh, he couldn't remember it. So he pulled out his tape recorder that he had used to, to like remember it. And he like on stage, like pressed play and like listened to the first few words and then started singing. And uh, the whole audience joined in and he was given a standing ovation. Uh, apparently no. the first and only one in the in the 14 year history of the Ig Nobel Peace Prize. I am so that makes me so, so happy. He has, he's really he great is... at turning something shitty and backhanded into something really say, sweet and genuine. Dare I say that gives me a wet house pussy. That is so good. <laughs> dare I say. Dare I say it. Can I? Dare I, I was thinking I want to <laughs> I want to do my own version. I want to write mine. I'm calling it Dab. It's dry ass bussy. Dry ass bussy. Dry ass bussy. <laughs> I don't know. A I'm thinking about it. Dry parched bussy. <laughs> like Ted Cruz's wife. Um. <laughs> now, while he never Did Donald Trump say she had a dry pussy. Is that a thing? <laughs> They just said she was ugly. Right? I think no, it was um, it was that other dude. There was there was another. Emma was telling me there's a the dude ben the dude who yeah Ben Shapiro. He claims his wife has a clinical condition where she can't get wait wet. really yeah. 
<laughs> that's so funny it's to imagine saying not feeling this is how you rub a clit it's facts not feelings <laughs> i'm sorry honey this is how alex jones said you do it i just imagine him like rubbing the asshole <laughs> you've got to grab her asshole. that's where the clit is you gotta grab her asshole listen now listen you listen to me okay <laughs> You gotta grab the asshole. That's where the clit is now. Goblins. They're actual literal goblins. They don't want you to know where the clitoris is. Actual literal goblins. They come out from under a cave. They don't want you to know. I have a dry pussy. It's a medical condition. Okay? Pussy's dry! You're a crook. I want to gag. I want to choke. <laughs> I want to choke. Wait, what'd she say in that one line? Oh my god, it was um. <laughs> Hit the little dangly thing uh, in the back of my throat. No, is it something like eat my ass? Uh, you're a bottom feeder or something like that. <laughs> if we eat ass, uh, you're a bottom feeder. What are you talking about? Rant. Talking about the lyrics from Wet Ass Pussy. Oh, see, I still haven't well, heard it. American Pussy. I was I was I asking went, Emma. See, the way I've gotten information about it is through asking Emma. Is I haven't yeah. heard it yet. We've been at home, so I haven't like you know heard it out and about or watch a video. Watch a video. I want. <laughs> I went to uh, my buddy's place and I was like trying to get them all to watch the video, and they're all like, "I refuse to watch it." This is ridiculous. And I was just like, shut the fuck up and watch that wet ass pussy. I, I support WAP. I love WAP. I just, I feel like I'm waiting to encounter it in the wild. I want to experience it. <laughs> I've never with my wife experienced a wet ass pussy. <laughs> waiting on the sidelines for that wet ass pussy. <laughs> Biding my time for that wet ass pussy. <laughs> um, I can't get over the idea of an open micer just drenched. So I just stepped out of a wet ass. That's so funny, Kyle. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> I mean, I hate to do it for myself, but joke of the pod, right? Yeah, joke of the pod. Sorry, I forgot we do that. You leave the pod for one episode and you forget. Beep up, Um. So while he never took out, uh, you know, any patents on the karaoke machine, he did uh, have a patent on a personal karaoke book that had places to write your favorite uh, song numbers in uh, and the keys that you like to sing them in. He sold 30,000 copies in the first month's sale. Uh, God damn. The book has sections for songs for mom and dad, songs for brother and sister, and even songs the dog would like. I love how wholesome this dude is. Songs for dogs. A um, book. 
he also created the prototype for a cockroach killing machine. Uh, well, I think it was a, it was like more of a pesticide. I'm pretty sure that was uh, safe to use and got rid of the the rats and bugs that would eat the wires inside of the machine. See, all you need is a roller coaster. All right, you build it big. <laughs> you build a you tiny roller coaster. coaster. It doesn't have to be very big. We actually we already have a model. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you have two minutes to decide to get off. <laughs> Theoretically, if I told you these mice get on this thing 24 at a time. Dude, I looked now, up. Sometimes we got to run it twice. I looked up I how admit. many uh, views White Ass Pussy has and a bunch of fucking porn sites came up. <laughs> now, what did you expect? <laughs> I don't know. The first article is the conservative. What, did you type against- out Wet Ass Pussy? Yeah, I said wet ass pussy porno, preferably a girl with a fat ass. Is what I Wait, have, <laughs> have you guys seen? If you put it in a word search, preferably, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm okay with a have medium guys, ass, but that would be preference. Have you guys heard the radio edit for wet ass pussy? No. What so is it's it? like it's like the the chorus of wet ass pussy. Mitch is like, give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Like it's like okay. blah 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 for this wet ass pussy. Like that part <laughs> okay, gets re- okay. replaced. So they've changed it to wet and gushy, <laughs> which is so gross. That's so much worse. <laughs> give me everything you got for this wet, wet and gushy. <laughs> That's so really It's awful. like they're describing gushers. No. No. Don't <laughs> describe gushers. I think I just said gushers. It starts with saying, uh, there's like, there's this voice like, there's some hoes in this house. There's, there's some, some hoes in this house. house. I saw a post somebody made where they said the kids bop version is going to be like, there's some chores in this house. There's some chores in this house. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when I do be cleaning, I do be having a wet ass pussy. There's some chores in this house. I figured myself a pine saw. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, dr- okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm basically a Swiffer sweeper. Yes, <laughs> <yet. laughs> <laughs> There's some holes in this time. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 certified freak seven um, days a week. <laughs> Dare me to draw. There was a movie made about him called Karaoke, um, and I didn't look it up because I didn't need to because what he said about it was perfect and everything I needed. Um, the actor who plays me is six feet tall. I've never been six feet tall before. My higher vantage point has given me a whole new perspective on life. My wife says that the actress who plays her part is quite beautiful, but that she was much better looking at that age. <laughs> Yo, like that's a straight, I'm going to be honest, that's I a straight like, Emma comment. If I've ever yeah, heard yeah. Emma wife comment. A lot. I like his wife a lot. She's a good energy. <laughs> She's got some hella wop energy, dude. Yeah, dude, you can tell that pussy wet by what she said. <laughs> she She's like, yeah, this... Bitch. This bitch look all right, but she ain't shit compared to what this motherfucker was bringing. <laughs> that's, that's her Iggy Azalea style slapping her pussy. 
I think it's so funny when Nicki Minaj or Iggy Azalea is rapping and they just start smacking their pussy on stage. What are you doing? I'm going to start doing that on stage if one of my jokes does well. Just go slap my pussy. You just throw, throw a boot up on the fucking stool and just... Y'all should do your bussy if your joke does well. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm just going to say it. Karaoke dude's got a wet-ass pussy. He fucks. <laughs> he fucks, bro. He's like, I got a wet-ass pussy. Now, he now lives on top of a mountain in Kobe with his wife, his daughter. On top of a mountain. His daughter, <laughs> his three... His three grand granddaughters and it's eight dogs. Grand. Eight dogs, all different breeds. Oh my god! Shit. He loves it. He's rich and he loves it. Bitches <laughs> <laughs> are the only thing that I like. Chuck, the pod. Mitch was so reluctant here today. I just don't get them. I got no time. I don't get them. When you said them, do you mean all my jokes? (laughs) Just this like subset of them of musical jokes. You don't know the song that goes, I got got no time. I don't think Bad. so. I listen to like, the thing that I like. I forgot. Mitch is into like edgy music. Yeah, no, but this is like a song you couldn't like. I've never played this song. Yeah, no one's ever looked it up on purpose. Put this song on. I ain't got no type. Wait, what's the song that you? What's the song that you think no one's ever looked up on purpose, but is like always playing everywhere? Oh, oh, good fucking question. You know what I'm saying? Like I, well, uh, what's what's one of those um, radioactive? Oh my I gosh! Yes, yes, radioactive. radioactive. <laughs> no one's ever looked up radio. That the YouTube I, video anything for radioactive by them. I feel like right. I can't stand it. For me, I think the worst song, I'm going to tell you guys this, and I swear, don't abuse this. The like biggest pet peeve in songs is the song Happy. I literally, every time it comes on, like I go into full rage. Like I can't stand I'm it. Happy it's in a Target oh. all the time. It's in every Target ever playing right now. Oh. My hell is being I, in a Target that, when, when it's that, on Happy. When that song came out, uh, Jacob Borja and I and our other friend Devin – we would just get high and dance to that song. Because <laughs> there was a website where you could listen to They made 24 hours worth of music videos to that song. Oh, my God. So I however many die. music videos that is, like 250 or something. Um, so you could go to that website and it would be no. playing different music videos for Happy all day and all night. Oh so we God. would just put it on and just <laughs> happy. No. <laughs> I feel like uh, another song uh, that's like that is uh, High Hopes, Panic at the Disco. I've never walked into a 7-Eleven and not heard that song. You want to know something? I really enjoy that song. Gina would put that song on too. I'm I'm talking about songs no human being would ever 
turn on? Like, what's like, okay. Okay, no go, one looks up the Macarena on purpose, right? If you're doing a party, maybe, though. You know what I mean? Okay, so I'm going to start with, like, a decent song on YouTube. I'm going to start with Weezer Say It Ain't So. And I'm just going to go and Say read it ain't and so. like, like uh, related until we get to something bad. Let's see. Um, Kyle, Pumped I can't see your picture anymore. Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. I love that song. Okay. <laughs> I have shit okay. taste. So people have definitely looked up that song. Um, maybe, okay, Kids by MGMT. We're getting closer. Okay. Just songs nobody's ever looked at, but people, that's a good song too. I like that song. Um, okay, what have we got here? Let's see, maybe like, uh, ooh, Electric Feel by them. Who looks up Electric Feel? I, I really liked that song. I was, yeah, there was a hot minute where I was fucking. Vibing I took with a pill in Ibiza. Oh, yeah, that's good. Right? That, that one's very good. Or, um,. Paper Planes by MIA. I love that song. You're just naming great uh, songs. No, Emma puts that on all the time. What's anything by Pitbull? Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that Pitbull song with Kesha, Timber. Oh, I hate that song so much. It's mm. going down. What about uh, it. Yeah, what's that song by Lucas Grandma? Once I was seven years old. yeah no that's perfect those are good maroon five i don't fuck with any maroon five i can't stand them somebody that i used to know is a good i love that song like one of my favorite songs and he stopped making music and just started learning from um like this uh, band he really liked. I think that's why he stopped. I think I read about that. What about fun with that We Are Young song? <laughs> we are young. Yeah. What has this trailed off into? What has Sorry. this become? This is a different podcast. This is. This part. Yo, can we do a whole episode of our podcast just talking about how fucking fire All American Rejects was? Oh my god, and he's so hot. Dude, they're low-key all bangers. Like, <laughs> low-key every song they ever put out. Banger. You're not wrong. Well, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, he lived a great life, but I do want to go ahead and gloss over, while, while the creator of karaoke is so wholesome and beautiful and lovely, um, uh, cases of singers being harassed, assaulted, or killed mid-performance have been reported throughout the world, uh, specifically in uh, East and Southeast Asia. But these incidents have been referred to as karaoke rage. I'm sorry, this is not funny, but like karaoke rage just sounds like they really love it. You know, like it's all the rage. Right now. <laughs> now I want to go over just a couple and I only want to gloss over them because like some of them are kind of horrifying, but then there's like little details of them that are upsettingly hilarious. Um, in March, 2008, uh, a man named, and I've got to be pronouncing this wrong, but it's, it's for comedy. Uh, Weenus Chumcom nerd. Okay. What was his last was name? Chumcom nerd. Ah, ah, one of the uh, Chumcom nerd brothers. Yeah. 
Uh, he was arrested for of the Pennsylvania chumpkin nerds. <laughs> I think I went to college with one of his cousins. It wasn't Weenus. What was his name? Wait, of chumpkin nerd industries? <laughs> They're large. They made my favorite roller coaster. I killed twenty six of my closest friends. <laughs> Um, he uh, was arrested for uh, shooting eight people to death, including his brother-in-law, in a dispute uh, stemming mainly from repeated renditions of John Denver's Take Me Home Country Roads. <laughs> Kyle singing a six-minute version. Almost heaven. <laughs> Begging, please stop. The gun's pulled out. Blue Ridge Mountains, Chad and Gore River. <laughs> he's just losing his mind while he's killing them. He's like, River Chad and Goa, Mountain Mama Roads, Country Mama, take me backward. <laughs> this is like the scene from the, the Joker movie where he's like going down the stairs. Whores yeah. in this house. <laughs> um, Wet ass uh, pussy. <laughs> make me gag. Make me choke on it. <laughs> Wet that mustache. <laughs> Dun 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 dun. Then there's a Telegraph article that I couldn't read because it's behind a paywall. Um, but in 2012, the, the Telegraph article was titled Chinese Toddler's Karaoke Tantrum Ends in Bloodbath. Uh, uh, well, was, that's not a fun bath. I think that I'm pretty sure the toddler is okay. Um, okay. And then in 2014, a karaoke singer in Seattle, Washington, was attacked and beaten by a woman who wanted him to stop singing Coldplay's Yellow. <laughs> I get it. I do. As soon as the man uh, stepped on stage uh, and started singing, the woman, described as a small hippie girl, reportedly said, Oh, no, not that song. I can't stand that song. <laughs> she then lunged at the man and began hitting him, having to be restrained by at least three staff members, uh, an undercover officer who was just, or no, sorry, uh, off-duty officer uh, who was just like there, uh, identified herself uh, and was like, hey, stop. And 911 was called and gang units showed up. Um, uh, officers handcuffed the woman, but not before she headbutted the off-duty officer several times. Okay, wait, so this... Here's my thing. Tear in my, my country roads. <laughs> my thing is like, is this karaoke related violence or is this just violence where karaoke happens to be involved? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a real like <laughs> karaoke doesn't beat up people in a bar. No. People beat up people in I a bar. I don't think the karaoke has anything to do with this. I think alcohol well, does. The only thing that could stop a, a bad guy with karaoke is <laughs> <laughs> a good guy with a wet ass pussy. <laughs> gonna stop some crimes with this wet ass pussy <laughs> and finally the Philippines 
<coughs> were played from about 2002 to 2012 by a decade-long phenomenon referred to as the My Way Killings. Where <laughs> my way, my way, or the at highway. Least, at least six people have been killed in relation to singing the Frank Sinatra song "My Way." Wait, my that song fucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. Way. Now, the explanations for these incidents differ from the song being simply frequently sung uh, to um, people, people thinking sucking at it. That's been one of the things. Is that like? Um, Okay, so like the the first the biggest attention to it was when a security guard shot someone singing the song, and uh, he said it was because he was singing off key. Okay, well, hear me out. If he's a security job, he's not doing a very good job of keeping the place secure. <laughs> keeping it secure from these flat ass singers. <laughs> what does the ass have to do with it? Uh, I'm. Sonic security, so I have to <laughs> sonically secure the room. He's just crying with a gun. I don't want to do this. I don't Please want sing to. better. Please sing it on pitch. The <laughs> guy's like, like, my, my, my. <laughs> he's like, tears in his eyes. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> he's like, I'm going for your knee. <laughs> Actually, apparently, according according to it, uh, the guard complained that it was off key the man refused to stop singing and the guard pulled out his gun (laughs) i like to think the guard was singing like trying to harmonize too (laughs) dude that is the coolest song to get gunned down to though yeah yeah like imagine you're having a final stand against the police that have come to your your area from like the federal police that the government has sent into your area to kill you and um but it's number number five (laughs) yeah exactly give me some fucking awful song to have a final stand to like mambo number five but the the mambo number five is only a good song to have in a final standoff if the people that you're killing are named the names that he's saying in this movie and then you kill them while he's saying it you know <laughs> a little bit of monica you know like you take out like but <laughs> otherwise my way is a pretty badass song to like scarface that's your way out of fun. life too you know that's pretty cool <laughs> that's it but Daisuke Yay. is like still alive and happy and living with dogs and his family on a mountain. On a mountain. So if you really want to, if you really want to become the master of karaoke, you have to climb <laughs> it and challenge him in karaoke. He's got dogs on his side, and if you sing off key, he will shoot you. He has one drum and a lot to prove. <laughs> <laughs> one drum and everything to lose. <laughs> Uh, all right uh, i'm gonna give my thing first uh i only have a twitter right now so follow me at grass tone uh you can follow kyle at danger anderson on twitter kyle anderson comedy on instagram and check me out on josh wolf's podcast uh every week control chaos yeet uh, my owners left me home alone. If someone could please come and open a window, just, just please, please let me out. Please, I'm, I'm trapped in here. <laughs> please. 
Mitch, what's your social media? It's literally just my name, and it always will be. Yeah, but people will know that. It's Mitch Holloman at suckmydate.com. I'm trying to remember what was that terrible last name we just were riffing on. (laughs) Chum nerd. Chum cum nerd. Chum cum nerd. It's Mitch Chum cum nerd across all (laughs) platforms. With the dry ass pussy. Yeah. At Mitch with the dry ass (laughs) pussy. All right, yeah. we have nothing going on because we're in a pandemic, so there's nothing to plug. Uh, yeah, uh, if you guys play the video game Fallout 76, <laughs> can give Mitch and I free items. I'm going to uh, get a PlayStation soon, too. Uh, hit us up in Appalachia. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>